0: Hello, UW-Platteville. On this episode, The Exponent interviewed Professor Sarah Getz, who was able to hold the annual pig dig on November 6th, as well as Eric Frazier, an FBI Special Agent in the Milwaukee Field Office. Frazier is a team leader for ERT, or the Evidence Response Team. Professor Getz, a forensic investigation professor, held the pig dig event for forensic investigation students on November 6th. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19 last year, the event was postponed to this year.
1: I think it went really well. This is my first time doing uh, this type of excavation here at UW-Platteville. I've done it before at other institutions, and so every time you do it somewhere new, the soil is different, the equipment is different, the students are different, and so you never really know. But that's basically how it will go when you go on a real case. You never quite know what you're going to get. So it it was a really authentic experience.
0: Right. Awesome. So then did the the students enjoy it? It was a little cold.
1: I think they did, although it wasn't cold. Actually, we had a beautiful day. It was about 60 degrees. So when you're when you're digging and hauling buckets of dirt, uh, it was absolutely the perfect temperature for that. So I, I think. Maybe the idea of excavating a clandestine grave is always maybe sounds a little bit more exciting than potentially the actual doing it. But when you think about the importance of why we're doing it and what you're learning and the fact that you're gonna be able to transfer these skills into an actual crime scene, I think that excitement is really interesting. And then of course, there's always a few students that are just like, this is the coolest thing in the world. And those are the students that are gonna go on to do that later on. I mean, I was that person. So when I see that, and I see those eyes, and the just like, I could sit here in this hole and excavate forever, it'll be amazing. (laughs) Those are the students, you know, that that really benefit a lot from it.
0: (laughs) Getz continues to explain why they bury pigs, and what the bridge is between humans and pigs.
1: So I have people ask me that a lot. Um, And in the field of forensic anthropology, uh, pigs are used as the closest proxy for humans. They're generally similar in body weight in terms of what we get. Their skin is really similar. So if you've ever seen uh, people learning to tattoo, that's one of the reasons they use pig skin uh, because it's so similar to humans in terms of the, the texture and, and the thickness of it. So there's a lot of things that we can't learn from pigs in terms of decomposition, just because you know they have different muscles and their bones are a little different and the bacteria in them is a little different, but they're the closest that we can get.
0: Is this a yearly or semesterly event?
1: So that remains to be seen. Uh, In the future, it will probably be a yearly event. Uh, It will be part of our outdoor crime scene processing course. Uh, So historically, it has been once a year or whenever that course is offered. So if we get enough students enrolled and we end up offering the course more than once, then we'll probably do this more than once. But for right now, it'll be in the spring.
0: And then do you have any idea if this is open for, like, all students, or is it just uh, for criminal justice and forensic investigation students?
1: So this is open to anyone enrolled in the Outdoor Crime Scene Processing course. So the background for that course is the intro to CSI or Forensic Anthropology, which is my 2000-level intro to that field, where we talk about how to recover remains in the field and identify them in the lab or evidence collection and preservation. So if you've taken any of those courses, then you're eligible to enroll in the outdoor scenes class. Yeah, so this weekend we did open it up to some of the students in the medical legal course as well, um, just because this one was sort of a special event because of COVID we missed out last year. So letting some of the students that didn't get a chance to do it uh, come out and have that experience. Um, It's a really unique opportunity here that we have at the Fish Outdoor Research Facility that is just not really available elsewhere in this area.
0: In an interview with Eric Frazier, he describes Evidence Response Team and how he became a part of it.
2: They canvass the office or essentially put like an email or, you know, a um, word out that they have a spot open for a team member. Anybody can put in for it, whether you're an agent or your professional staff. Uh, So anybody that's a full-time FBI employee can uh, potentially put in for that position. If the office selects them for it, then they go to a two-week evidence response basic course. So that's hosted out at Fredericksburg, uh, Virginia. And so all the FBI personnel, ERT personnel from across the country get trained in that same two-week basic evidence response team course. And they'll teach you anything from just basic crime scene management, how to control the scene, uh, how to prepare and set up things that you're gonna need to, to respond to whatever scene, as well as all the sketching or the paperwork or the admin stuff, how to properly package and collect the evidence, uh, stuff with whether it be DNA or blood or fingerprints or tire tread impressions, a lot on photography. So they give you like that two-week basic course that kind of standardizes everybody across the FBI that's on the ERT teams, whether it be like a Nashville bombing over Christmas last year or a Texas Uh, bombing a couple years ago in Austin, Texas, where the FedEx package bomber was doing stuff. So we had teams from all over the country deploy and work together, essentially. And that two-week basic course gets everybody standardized to be able to train at that same level and do the work that they do.
0: Frazier then goes into detail about the Forensic Anthropology Center at UT Knoxville and the courses that he had to take there.
2: All those types of courses that the FBI puts on, we're then eligible to go to as ERT members once we've gone to the basic course. So one of them, um, which comes up about every year or so, is the body farm course, or essentially the human remains recovery course that's down at UT Knoxville. They typically host it there, um, along with all the professors and the staff at UT Knoxville at the Forensic Anthropology Center, uh, generally during the school spring break. So it's always like mid to late March timeframe. It is a very popular course for FBI personnel to attend. So it's hard to get selected for. They have had a partnership, I think, for about 20 years with sending the FBI personnel there. The the Forensic Anthropology Center and kind of what the research facility did, they started back in the early and the mid-80s with Dr. William Bass and kind of studying human remains and all the bone collection and everything else that they had back then. But the FBI started going to that facility in classes in 2001. And so we send about 40 students once a year there for a week. Um, and then I got the opportunity to get selected and picked and attended the course in 2015. It's interesting, you know, each case that pops up, whether it be a training scenario, such as what you all are doing there at the facility, um, or even our training that we've done down at the uh, FAC down in Tennessee, and just how how the body or how human remains uh, decompose in the different environments, whether they're left um, exposed to the elements, whether it be, you know, cold or rain or wind or snow and everything else or the heat even in other parts and regions of the country, or if they're, you know, protected and covered by, you know, whether it be blankets or wrapped in bags or, or tarps or in a vehicle even or under the ground or buried or not as acceptable or susceptible to, you know, animals or other debris and the environments and everything else and just studying how the effects of the environment uh, affect whether it be human remains or even, you know, like the pigs or whatever else y'all might be studying and kind of seeing kind of the same after effects of what it is once that's left at whatever scene it's left in and the conditions that it ends and studying how it transpires over the next couple, you know, hours, days, weeks, months until it's eventually recovered and documented. And so insects will travel, whether it be um, flies or other beetles and other things that will, you know, eventually come to feed, essentially is what they're doing, on the remains of whether that be the pig um, that you're studying up there or whether it be a human that's out in whatever exposed environment.
0: Wisconsin gets the full force of weather. Rain, sleet, snow, drought, all of it. These weather conditions all play a role in decomposition.
2: The body, the conditions that it was in, whether it be exposed to the elements outside or even inside, if it's hot inside and there's no air conditioning or no fans, and it's just the temperature is increasing, then that potentially could increase the rate of decomposition, right? Because the the humidity in the air and the heat and everything else, things are going to... Uh, increase that decomposition rate, whereas if it's in a cold or, you know, environment such as maybe here in Wisconsin and you're outdoors, it's going to take a little bit longer for that time lapse and that continuum to eventually have the the body or whatever remains decompose at a slower rate. So studying the the bugs and what is left when you first come upon a scene like that, it's important to collect the different insects and or the the bugs or the the beetles, the larva and pupa that are there to potentially see how big and small they are so you can kind of get that time lapse of okay well they must have we know that by studying them but you know based on when the eggs were you know hatched and when they were developed or when they started growing and the different rates as how quickly they grow you can kind of see and kind of base that on the environment and everything else and the conditions that they were in to determine at least about approximately when that time and cause of death was or at least that time of death
0: in the closing comments with Professor Getz, she adds,
1: I think the thing is that in all of the classes, I always really try to emphasize to students that crime scene investigation and medical legal investigation and excavating pigs and clandestine burial all seems very sexy and fun, and it's the thing that everybody like looks forward to doing, and that's absolutely amazing, because I think everybody needs that training. It would be great if every person I worked with in the field had this background. But it's also really important to remember that what we're doing when we go into the field has real-world consequences for people and families and for communities. And so we always have to balance that with that fun aspect of really keep in mind these really fun skills that we're learning right now have really serious implications. So as long as you keep that in mind, it's a great exercise to do every year and we'll have a blast.
0: This podcast is a project of UW-Platteville Exponent, the oldest continuously published student newspaper in Wisconsin, and was produced by Connor Campbell. Thank you all for listening.